Hello, I'm attorney Paul Wayland from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts, generally at a much reduced rate compared to our other law firms. On today's episode, we just want to take a moment and talk about probation violation hearings. What are probation violation hearings? What gives rise to them? And what can you expect if you have a probation violation hearing? But before we get going, I just want to remind you that at Afford Law, we use a sliding scale fee based on our client's income. So the less you make, the less you pay. We'd be happy to represent you in any criminal or family law matter throughout Massachusetts with our experienced attorneys who are willing to um, take a little bit less to make sure that everyone is represented in court in Massachusetts. So probation violation hearings. Let's get into that. So well, what is probation, first of all? So probation is uh, you've either uh, pled out to a, a criminal case in Massachusetts or perhaps you took your case to trial and you were found guilty. And in, any, in either case, you were placed on probation. Probation is called what they called conditional liberty. That means you don't have all the, all the freedom that people not on probation have. Among, the other, among things that you have to do or don't have to do are conditions of probation. So you're required to refrain from doing certain things. Uh, primarily, the everybody on probation is prohibited from picking up a new charge, from committing new criminal offenses. Beyond that, uh, you may be given uh, conditions of, of probation, such as um, to stay away, to have no contact with the alleged victim in your case, to stay away from a particular uh, address, to refrain from drug or alcohol use, and uh, be subject to random screens. Those are things that you must not do. There are other things that, you, that a probation <clears throat> uh, condition can uh, require of you. So things such as attending certain classes, batterer's intervention program, if it's a domestic violence charge that you, uh, that you had, uh, perhaps you have to go to anger management, uh, or if it's an OUI, you have to complete what they call the 24D program. That's a, a driver re-education, um, drunk driver awareness program. In any case, there are certain things that you cannot do and certain things that you must do in order to complete your probation successfully. Plus, of course, there's always the fees and the fines that go along with it. They're always looking for your money. So that's always a part of, uh, of your probation. You have to pay probation fees. You also have to pay to go to these classes that I just mentioned and so forth. And there may be restitution in your case as well. If if uh, And restitution is basically if the alleged victim is out some money because of your actions as, uh, as related to your case, you are ordered, ordered to pay that person back so they are um, placed back in the uh, situation where they were prior to the event happening. So your obligations are uh, pretty steep in some cases, and you must comply with probation, or your probation officer will present you to the court as a potential probation violator. They, you will be surrendered to the court. That's the term that's used. So what happens is if, the, if your probation officer feels that you are in violation of your conditions of probation, he or she will go before the court uh, and explain that to the court. So they'll either do do so when you're not present, in which case they will get a probation warrant for you. So you would be arrested and brought before the court um, in custody. Or if they're talking to you, they can tell you to come to turn yourself into the court uh, and then you can go before the judge. Or if you're at court for another 
for an, another uh, court date on another case, you can be presented as a violator at, at that time as well. So the first big question is whether you're going to be held pending the violation hearing. So once you're presented as a probation violator, the first time you go in for that particular event, the probation department can ask that you be held, that you be de detained pending the violation hearing. What that means is that they're asking that you be held in custody in jail until you can have your, uh, your hearing. Obviously, that's not something that you want to have happen. Um, if it's a very serious probation, alleged probation violation, if the underlying uh, crime that, uh, if, of your case was uh, uh, severe, those are the kinds of things that a court would be more likely to, uh, uh, to accept that you are in, uh, in danger or a danger to the community or to yourself and will hold you as a, uh, as a uh, det in detention pending the probation violation hearing. So uh, in any case, you have the right to a uh, probation violation hearing, whether you're detained or whether you're released and told to come back for a certain date. At that hearing, <clears throat> there are a couple of things that, uh, that, that are going to take place. The hearing is a, is a two-step process, really. The probation department has the, um, has the burden of proof to show that you are in violation of your conditions. And that uh, level of proof is very slight. It's what they call a preponderance of the evidence. That means that they just have to convince the judge that it's more likely than not that you uh, violated your conditions of probation. Think of it as, a, as like a 51% to 49%. So it's, 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 a, it's a low burden for them to, to have. It's not a beyond a reasonable doubt standard uh, as we have at, at a criminal trial. So they have to convince the judge that you are in a uh, that you are in violation of of your conditions of probation, and then the second step is once that probation is found, then the next step is what are the consequences as a result of that probation. So you do have a right to, to take the, take your case to a hearing, a full hearing where the probation department would have to present evidence uh, that could be uh, testimonial evidence where the probation officer will testify as to his or her knowledge of your of the alleged violation, or they can call in witnesses or uh, present documentary evidence, photographs, um, things things of that nature. In any case, if you go to a full hearing. If you're represented by an attorney or you yourself have the uh, ability, have the right to cross-examine any witnesses that they bring in, that you have the right to try to limit the evidence that is heard by the judge, um, you uh, have, the, have the opportunity to present evidence in your own behalf, in your own defense, if you want to. You can uh, testify if you choose to testify. That's certainly your right. But you can never be forced to testify if that testimony could incriminate you uh, could expose you to criminal liability. That's your Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination. A lot of times what happens is someone will uh, waive their hearing, even though they have a right to, to that hearing, uh, and the judge will go through that you're waiving it freely, willingly, and voluntarily. Because, as I say, it's very easy for the probation department to prove a, a violation because the standard is so low. And... Uh, Evidence is, is uh, freely admissible. The, the, the uh, rules of evidence are greatly relaxed, so that a lot of evidence can get in, hearsay in particular. So, so uh, a lot of times someone will waive their right to the hearing and just admit to the violation. 
what happens is once a violation is found, the next step is what what's going to happen as a result of that? What are the consequences? What punishment will the court uh, mete out to you? One of the things to keep in mind is that once a once a probation violation is found, either through an admission by you or by if you took it to a hearing and a judge finds a probation violation, the probation department will ask for something, for some sort of punishment. You would be asking for something else. It may be agreed upon, it may not, but the judge is not bound by either of those two recommendations. Even if you have an agreed upon recommendation to the court for a probation violation uh, sentence or punishment, the court is, doesn't have to accept that. The court can exceed that, and you have no rights to uh, withdraw your violation or ask for another date or to try to come at the judge from a different angle with more evidence or something. Once a violation is found, it's up to the judge, and the judge can do whatever he or she wants within the bounds of the law. So the next step is, okay, what happens as a violation of the, uh, as, a, as a result of the violation? And that's really where uh, sort of the rubber hits the road in most violation hearings. If you can get a, an agreed upon disposition or recommendation from the probation department uh, with yourself to present to the court, even though the, the court is certainly not uh, bound by that, a lot of times the courts will give that a great deal of weight. So oftentimes courts are not looking to upset uh, what, an, what agreement may have been worked out between the two parties. But you need to be ready to present your case if you're representing yourself. And if you have an attorney, certainly your attorney will do so. That um, you want to put yourself in the best possible light. If there was a violation, um, then you want to explain perhaps why that happened. It, it perhaps is a one-time thing. Uh, you know, if it was a positive drug screen or, or alcohol screen, you know, you, you, you messed up, you made a mistake, it won't happen again. You've been doing so well for a long time uh, and it's it's an aberration and so forth. So you want to, again, you want to be presenting yourself in the best possible light. A lot of things can happen as a result of the violation and, and, and a lot, it's, it's very fact specific. So each case is different. So what happens is one of the things you look to is what was the original uh, outcome of the original case? Was there a guilty probation or was it a continuation without a finding? If it was a continuation without a finding, that's not a conviction. That's very important to keep convictions off of your record. A judge is not so eager to have to put a conviction on your record if it's not uh, deserved in your case. So you want to try to preserve that quaff or that continuation without a finding if at all possible. Oftentimes, if it's if it's a, a bad violation, what they'll do is they'll convert the continuation without a finding into a guilty, and now you are, have been officially convicted of that crime, and you don't get a chance to retry the case or anything like that. So that's something that, that can be a, a, a very large, they have a, have a great deal of impact on the rest of your life. Um, other things uh, can happen. They can extend probation. They can add conditions to your probation. They can send you to jail. So it, it could be that if if your probation viol if your record's bad, if the, the original case was was bad and, and the and the violation was serious, you could be looking at a uh, at a jail at a jail term. If you took a suspended sentence on the original case. A suspended sentence is much worse in ways than a straight probation because if a, uh, if, if a violation is found and a judge wants to sentence you to some amount of jail, they cannot sentence you to a day, 
30 days, 60 days, whatever it is, if there's a suspended sentence for a period of time, the judge has to impose that period of time as a punishment. So let's just say you took a suspended sentence for one, a one year suspended sentence, suspended for two years. You're presented as a violator for picking up a new crime. It's a serious matter. The judge wants to give you some time. And even though he or she may be inclined to do something less than the one year, they do not have the uh, discretion to do so. They, they either have to give you no time or they have to give you that one year that you have hanging over your head. So uh, being, uh, being on probation is a very uh, tricky situation and you wanna absolutely be on your best behavior and not pick up any new charges and, feel, and steer clear of any violations of your conditions. So that's uh, sort of the short uh, story on probation violations in uh, Massachusetts. Again, we at Afford Law, practice criminal and family law at a reduced rate for most of our clients. Uh, our fees are based on your income, so the less you make, the less we charge. If you have any questions, please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org. Book yourself a free, no-obligation, virtual uh, appointment. We'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have. At Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.